0: She has two podcasts now, and she does a Revolver podcast now, and their first guest was Doyle from the Misfits. Really? Yep. I
1: need to check out her. I haven't listened to any of her podcasts. I she, haven't really listened to many. She has
0: this music one for Revolver, and then I think she's one with her girlfriend they just to talk about sex.
1: Yeah, that's the one I should listen yes.
0: to. <laughs> and the girl's super hot, too. She's like, we just podcasted I was like, I'll
1: check it out. <laughs> it's audio only,
0: though? It's audio only, sadly. Even better. No. Yeah, leave, maybe. Leave
1: with lots of the imagination. Use, yeah, you can sit there and Google Photos, you know, while you're listening. <laughs> all right, let's start. With like this everybody thing. does for our podcast.
0: Oh, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> that's it. Where I am, dude. I'm leaving this in. This oh is my the intro. God. So,
0: <laughs> so creepy.
1: Brad and I just... Nobody's surprised. Yeah, I guess that's us, true. Jonah.
0: That's true. How's it going? I'm here with Brad, Good. as I'm you busy. can see. Brad's super busy, but found some time to come out to his intro. Yeah, that's all I can do now is intros. Well, we're happy to have you. Um, what's been going on, dude? How's your life? I feel like we have a couple people that are constantly asking about Brad. When is Brad going to get his own episode? <laughs> Chris from Let's Chat Podcast has had me and Steven on. Those are coming out really soon, and he keeps being like, I want to get Brad so bad. Yeah,
1: he's email. I need to, I should respond. You should do it. All right, I'll, I'll do it. I just, I need to do this. I need to do one here first, though.
0: Yeah, you do need to do one here. <laughs> should we do it right now?
1: No. <laughs> We'll do it. We'll set it up. Okay. Get a we'll few see. beers in me so I actually tell the real stories. Perfect. Or a good lie, lie approximation. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm busy, man. I'm fucking building rubber tracks, Boston. Yeah. How's so that going? It's awesome. It's gonna be a great studio. It's gonna be like this one, but it's gonna be nice. It's gonna be it's gonna be cool. Okay. So New England bands will be able to 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 get there easily. Is there an ETA from when when that's happening? July first. Oh wow, soon. That's when we'll start. Yeah,
0: and bands will start. So bands can just once that you can apply now, man. You can apply now. So what yeah, go to Converse slash rubber tracks. Converse.com
1: like slash rubber tracks.
0: Yeah. Apply. If
1: you're in Boston, yeah, well, why would you not do it? Or Providence. Or Providence. Or uh Portland maybe. Yeah. Or um Western Mass.
0: But you're not you're you're gonna stick around here, right?
1: Yeah. I gotta go up and do some
0: setup stuff. Cool. So um, Speaking of Boston, um, I'm playing a gig there. Hey. Um, I don't know when this is coming out. What venue? We, we're playing downstairs, Middle East.
1: Nice. We played, oh, my God. Yeah. That's, that's that's the place, dude.
0: It's pretty good. We played there with Circle Takes a Square and B. Dolan. And then last time we were in Boston, we played Great Scott, which was cool. But now we're coming back with um, Modern Life is a War. So, and I think that got announced today. What's so the date? That is June 5th.
1: So you have to do me a favor. Sure. Go upstairs and eat and tell me if they still have the the garlic. Uh, did I tell you about you this? You told stuff? me about this last time. And last
0: time we had Adam Vass from La Dispute came and he wanted to go to some vegan cafe. He didn't vegan, know what was vegan cafe about And that. we ended up not eating there.
1: But they had this like garlic foam is the only way I can describe it. Okay. It's so amazing. Dude, you're going to be up in Boston all the time. That's true. I can go.
0: <laughs> but I'm- I'll ask. I'll ask. I'm, g- I'm going to be in the building. I can ask. <laughs>
1: Hey, wait! June sixth,
0: June June fifth,
1: fifth. Yeah, is that a Friday? It's a oh, Friday. Fuck. I fly out that morning. Really? Well, afternoon.
0: Good news because we're playing Webster Hall, Marlin Room, June sixth, <laughs> <laughs> and All then right. same lineup, and then June seventh at Union Transfer in Philly. Sweet. So yeah, that should be really fun. So we're just kind of getting ready for that. Um, we're gonna have some maybe some special guests, maybe some 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 different stuff happening for these shows. So yeah, it's pretty exciting.
1: Nice. But enough about you and me.
0: But enough about you and me. Oh my God, I can't talk today. Uh,
1: yes, today on the
0: podcast, we have a guy named John Paul Pitts, who is, um, you may know from his band Surfer Blood. And uh, I, I, unlike most of the guests on the podcast, I didn't know him personally, but me and Stephen were a fan of his band, and he was in town to impress. So we thought, why not have him come by? Hey. Um, and yeah, Surfer Blood has a new record that just came out called A Thousand Palms. It's pretty cool. And... Uh, yeah, I didn't know that much about him. He grew up in Florida, and we just kind of talked about his life and his approach to music. And uh, yeah, he was a super interesting dude. So, should we get into it? Should we? I, why not? Right? Drop that needle, man. We're dropping the needle on John Paul Pitts on going off track. Enjoy. It's going off track. Come on, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey we're here with
2: john paul pitts from surfer blood how's it going hey i'm good how are you guys good thank you for taking the time to swing in and hang with us yeah you have a you have a nice space here a beautiful music studio
3: it took us a long time to build it and put it together and wait a minute me and steven basically just squat here but
0: but brad who's just in here he runs the studio and he kind of lets us Hmm. does all the logistical stuff
2: we're known as the luckiest podcast ever yeah it's pretty good yeah you guys can work on building a half pipe out there in that other room maybe that would be so rad
3: <laughs> for those of you who have never been to rubber tracks please come check it out it's so damn awesome you've actually Jonah's actually recorded here yeah. oh yeah yeah in that
0: in that room actually in this room and in that room i've recorded in every room here but yeah my band is nice. recorded in the big room it's pretty cool oh what's the, what's the name of your band it's called united nations cool it's like a sc- screamo exceptional nice no song over a minute no yeah. ballads this this is not about me, guys. It should be about this you. is about you, John Paul. <laughs>
2: uh, so you're in town for a couple of days. Uh, yeah, I just just came up here, I'm, okay. uh to talk to you guys. Nice. See what's going on. No. <laughs> where where are you kind of based out of now? Um, I moved to to Los Angeles like a year and three months ago. Okay. Um, you know, I spent 26 years in Florida, and you know, pretty much done that for you know. Wanted to try something new.
3: Um, but you had to have palm trees.
2: Yeah, had to have hot weather palm trees and had to drive everywhere all but, the time. But water Whether optional. I
3: or not. Uh, water yeah. optional. Well,
2: we 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 still have water. People just fight over it now. It's very contentious. <laughs> what? Uh, being on the East
0: Coast like I you hear stuff about. I mean, is it what's like the day-to-day water thing like do you have to what do you, how do you fight over it? Like what do you mean exactly? Uh,
2: well, actually, I mean, I'm, I was just kidding. No, really, I, <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were kidding, but
0: like is there like
2: how does a drought kind of affect people personally i mean me mostly i'm i'm pretty good i never take showers so i'm i feel like i'm really doing my part nice um but you know if you turn on if you turn on the radio um you you hear people talking about how how dire it is and um you know you drive by you know the the iconic la river and it's you know looks like a like an la puddle um (laughs) these days so I mean, it is, it is really serious, and they do grow a lot of food there, so I think most right. people are having a hard time.
3: People are now blaming the almonds. Really? Yeah, it's true. Like, like most of the almonds of the world come from California, but they use more water than the population. I mean, the
2: farms in general use, I think I read somewhere, and this might be wrong, so please don't jump on me if it is, that L.A. and San Francisco use about a quarter of the water that the farmers use or Completely something.
3: wrong. Yeah. So I'm, wrong. <laughs> way, way off. But, <laughs> knew that when you said it. Yeah. Where, it, where in L.A. did you move to? Uh, I
2: have a I have a place in Silver Lake with like an, a living area upstairs and uh, like a sort of studio space. It's basically a concrete room that I made into a studio space. Smart. And you know, recorded a whole record there. So it's you know, it's working out pretty well. Um,
3: yeah. What's like as in as in recorded your band? You produced it? Did the whole thing?
2: Yeah, everything but the drums. The drums sound pretty awful down there. But you know, you don't need to have a you don't need to have a nice studio to point a microphone at a guitar amp, you know? Dude,
0: I I agree a hundred percent.
2: For guitars and vocals. But I feel like yeah, you still kind of need it for drums. Yeah, it just sounds like a it sounds like a concrete room in there when you record drums.
0: So did so. you go did you go somewhere else to do did you do the drums somewhere else first?
2: Yeah, some of the guys are are still in West Palm, our okay. hometown. Um and, you know, studio time there is really you know, you can you can block out some time. You can it's affordable. Uh yeah, so we recorded, you know, in this like This really nice studio that no one knows about that's, you know, five miles from my parents' house and pretty much took those tracks and I took it, you know, back to our drummer's parents' house and eventually back to L.A. to record all the vocals. So it was recorded kind of all over the place. So when people say, you know, it sounds like a band in the
3: room, I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Welcome to technology. What's that like as a band after you've been in a band for a while, you know, you kind of start out young and then all of a sudden... This is your gig. This is your job. Ah, we're going to move apart. We're going to live like a, a country wide apart. Do you think that affects the dynamic or helps it? Uh, you know,
2: we definitely see enough of each other. And after being in a band for, you know, that when I moved, it'd been four years. It's five years now. That we've all been playing together. And the drummer and me even longer than that. Um, You know, I we definitely know each other inside and out. Each other's like musical sensibilities. We, we all write together. We're all in the same place when we write stuff, but... Um, we got really good at responding to our emails. We were terrible about it for years, and now we're all on it. We're all on Dropbox, sending files back and forth. Uh, you know, we, 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 we make it work, and we still tour a lot, so. I think there, isn't there sort of an element to, like, when you're together, you're like, okay, we have to
0: get shit done?
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We're um, Yeah, we, I mean, it sounds, like, kind of lame, but we are taking it seriously at this point <laughs> instead of just being like, look at us, like, people like our band who would have thunk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think for I think it took a while cuz we basically went from community college students in Florida to you know, touring everywhere and it was it was wild. It took us it took us a while to settle in, I think. Florida is such a f- crazy state to me. Yeah. <laughs> to to me too. Yeah. I mean, I've spent
0: a lot of time in Gainesville mm-hmm. and then some other areas, but I mean, what 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 do you think the deal is with florida i mean like why do you cuz i i know this is a very vague question
2: but mm-hmm. what do you think makes it so kind of different from the rest of the country cuz i feel like it really is uh well you know it's like five different states in one right mm-hmm. you know you can you know like miami is its own thing and then you know gainesville has cool stuff going on it has you know for years uh for me growing up you know in south florida um we were the I think we were like some of the only people trying to, to make the type of music we were making. You know, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of reggae bands, there's a lot of DJs and stuff like that. So it felt really like you know, like I want to make this music and I want people to to listen to it. I want people to be you know, to be like, what is this? Where did this come from? S- sort of thing. You know, um, and no one really noticed us until we started touring. Honestly, you know, like we played a bunch of local shows, and in a way, I'm grateful. Because we got all the, you know, the really shitty shows out of our system pretty early on. Sorry, am I allowed to say that? Absolutely. Cool.
3: Yeah. It's compulsory. Yes.
2: Um, And then, you know, we started touring, and then that's kind of when things started picking up for us, you know?
0: Was there, like, a turning point or something? Because I... Yeah, that's my whole question.
2: Yeah, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I feel, like, crazy today. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, there was was a point when, when... it went from like, oh, no one knows who we are. Like, oh wow, people are coming to our shows, for sure. Uh, I think it's because we burned a lot of CDs. Um, we just took a laptop with us, and we put a lot of CDRs in our in the the CD drive and hand out to people on the street, just indiscriminately, anyone who wanted one. Doesn't I, matter. I you feel know? like a lot of bands do that, and yeah. nothing ends up happening with them. We were <laughs> we were that band. Okay, and you know. Um, you know, and that's why our record was online 4 months before it came out, but you know, I didn't I didn't care. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm glad people want it so much that they will go and they will search for it and find it.
3: But was there a, spe- a specific band you were touring with that you think that like helped you guys break or was this just you guys plotting your own course? Honestly, we came up here. We came to we
2: played some shows in in Brooklyn and you know, the whole music machine up here sort of just sort of swarmed in. Um uh, swooped in. And that's kind of how, I mean, that's kind of how it happened, you know, just playing in front of people here. I mean, and that's crazy because we were so bad. We were just, <laughs> we just did not, we could barely, I mean, you know, we might as well have been in like four different rooms. Um, <laughs> all the amps up to 10, we might as well have been in four different bands and just just met for the first time. Like, you know, how are you doing? We're going to play the show.
3: That's very appealing to Brooklyn. <laughs> well, it's so
2: weird because I feel like so much
0: time too, there's like bands that are really big in Brooklyn, and then you're like, no one anywhere else cares about these bands. Like, they seem so huge here. Dude,
3: Do you feel that way? Yeah. yeah. Dude, I, I'm reading like the, the Marky Ramone uh, biography right now, and th- there's that. Like, this is like the 70s where they're like, opening for Black Sabbath with the thing is a big deal, but like, no one's not. No one's caring. People are throwing stuff at them. But they go to New York and LA and Berlin. They're like, gods. Right. You know? Oh, and still happens. I mean, the support
2: tour can be brutal you know um have you guys been on any support tours where people threw a lot of stuff at you no i've never been thrown at but i've definitely felt like i was an obstacle to people having a good time you know definitely (laughs) been up there i'm like you know they get there they, they get there super early they're in the front row and i'm just in their way i'm just 30 minutes of their life that they can't get back that they're watching like this weird guy play these okay songs you know in their opinion um and this was in europe too so the european crowd is like sometimes a little bit more they'll let you know they, they don't like it yeah we talked about this. and it was snowing and it was you know
0: this comes up all the time yeah where people are like dude
2: like it's not like they're
0: gonna be like get off stage and be like okay like and now i'm gonna bring out the headliner it's like you're up there for a certain amount of time no matter what
3: yeah yeah and a lot of times the headliner kind of wanted you to be there so <laughs> if you're a fan of theirs maybe give it a chance i don't know or show up later that's kind of what i do i don't want to see the opening yeah. band
2: yeah also yeah just, just show up later but you know yeah. people 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 don't really think about that when they're you know in their concert going experience
0: sometimes yeah, i'm
3: selfish i'd rather go see, i usually want to see the opening band then i just get the hell out of there
2: yeah
0: <laughs> the,
3: Home by 11.
0: I, i've been doing this like really hypocritical move where i'll uh if I don't go to a show I'll just be like i'll find it online and then i'll watch it online but if i'm at a show and someone's taping i'm like oh this is so annoying
2: i'll totally watch that video later yeah 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 yeah.
0: like
3: as i'm do, as i'm like judging the person i'm like i'll probably watch this later i like to go up to them while they're taping and go hey what's your what's your youtube name because i want to subscribe to this cool what how do you and then just keep talking while they're taping yeah do you think he's really playing that lead well that's good right how can i see your headphones (laughs) because it used to be a fight you would have to walk around find some kid pointing his finger at the speakers you're like, dude, give me the mic, but now it's just accepted bootlegging is everywhere, you know oh yeah, absolutely. That's why you know
2: I never announce it. it's a new song when the first time we ever play it because I'm like, nope, because I do not want the first YouTube videos that pop up to be us butchering this new song, you know and
3: there's a statement that
2: your 12 year old self would go, "What
0: the
3: fuck are you talking about
0: <laughs> is it are you Are you apprehensive to play new
2: stuff before it's released just because of that reason maybe uh, you know, um I don't really worry about it um You know, we have YouTube videos that have a lot of views, and some of our YouTube videos have like nine views too. Like, and it's just like a a venue where everything's really loud and lights are flashing, and you know, that's cool. I don't mind.
3: How does that work with YouTube, though? This might be a question for no one in the room. But it's it's that, you know, if I put up a video of a song that's brand new for you, and it takes off and it gets like, you know, what is it, the 20,000 view mark, and then that's when YouTube starts sending money over. It's your oh, wow. song. I took it. So I'm guessing here. I'm guesstimating here. Um, it's your song, but I put it up there, so it's like my subscriber thing. Like, if I got paid for putting up a video of your song, like, what's the liability there? Like, I, this is like all this... These new legal things that the internet has. Oh man, you'd have changed. to get a, a lawyer to answer that question. What's yes. uh, going in
0: here? Were you, <laughs> were you studying law in community college? No, know? yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: the
3: Palm Beach Community College <laughs> Law School. Yeah. Okay. Let's break it down, dude. That's the exactly lawyer I want. Yeah. Where'd you go? Yale, Harvard? Nah. Nova <laughs> in Virginia? Yeah, man. <laughs> give me that shit.
0: What uh, What were you studying when you were in college?
2: Uh. Well. I was studying um uh, education for a while, then I made the mistake of trying to study music. Okay. Um, yes. Specifically, you know, um, recording. And it just seemed sort of, you know, you could probably learn this stuff from watching YouTube videos. And it was, you know, it was, it was tough seeing kids in there, like, not enjoying it, or like complaining about having to, like, do projects with it. I'm like, oh, well, I should probably just go record my band instead. And that's kind of decision i made so I, yeah i had the same well steven was a substitute
0: teacher mm-hmm. and i went to school for recording too and like halfway through it i was like most of these bands like i hate and i don't want to just be in a room listening to them all day like i felt like ne- i would, didn't have that thing where like let's make the best of it i was like ugh, this is like a jam band get me out of here yeah well serverblood's blood's kind of a jam band too mm, <laughs> not like an it's like a new york jam band
3: <laughs> oh okay do you make a set list uh, yeah, we do. Then so you're not a jam, not jam band. band. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Which, by the way, as I say all the time, means Fugazi is a jam band. Yes. And, and I think they would agree to it. I don't know. I think they would be honored <laughs> if you if you said that. <laughs> we'll let you know when we get him in here. Um,
2: <laughs> Steven.
3: Yes, Jonah. Do you ever miss teaching? Uh, Sometimes. I miss kids, but I would always hit that wall of, wow, this administrative thing seems to get in the way of children actually learning something. Yeah. And that was always the bummer i found which is uh. interesting with music you said you're studying at school we had um uh pete aka jr from less than jake in here who went to berkeley school of music where jonah went for a little bit did he i've After, seen I less than jake live a few times actually yeah. being from florida it's inevitable yeah, yeah. especially <laughs> games but yeah and they're good good dudes good friends and they and he went all the way through but he said that when you go to that school the teachers say look to your left look to your right they won't be here when you graduate. Because you get to a point in music, you're like, I'm going to head out and do it myself. You know?
2: Yeah. Did you graduate, or did you guys meet in school and just start doing the band? I dropped out of school. Um, you know, I we went on one tour, um, and this is before I'd even played a show outside of Florida, you know, Gainesville, Tallahassee, is like as far as I'd ever gone. And we just went up to, you know, like Athens, which, you know, is a great town in Atlanta, T- and back, and I went home, and I was like, I'm not coming back for the fall term. Um, I'm just going to do this. Um, You know, our our guitarist Tom, when I met him, it never occurred to me to really, you know, tour anything, but I feel like during the age of MySpace, I don't know if you guys remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, you know, that was as good as music on the internet ever got, you know? We both used to work for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I actually still work for them. I do... (laughs)
2: i mean they're, they're still around i shouldn't say you know <laughs> no, no no no, it's fine they just
0: hired me to interview this will be out by the time uh and just interview the plain white tees for myspace oh oh cool yeah
3: good for those um, guys
0: yeah but yeah myspace still sort of does stuff but definitely is but it's interesting the dude from the Plain white tees was like we got big because of myspace mm-hmm. like tom saw us at warp tour and tom was there tom was yeah. there uh, saw them saw them at that's Warped on my bucket tour. list meet tom <laughs> <laughs> and yeah i guess put them on the main page and then all these people made it like their profile song when you clicked on their profile that song hey there delilah and that's it's like that's how it became a big
2: song really yeah mm-hmm. i had no idea i heard that song in on um in target just a few days ago it's a you know the catchy song yeah
3: i my, my children call it the letter t because they do a version on sesame street which is just like the video but it's a letter t going i'm the letter t just as catchy really and, and i'm sorry i ruined your day <laughs> that happened. anything that helps their kids learn their alphabet huh hey man are there verses about the letter oh my god it's a whole thing and i'm and i'm pretty sure it's
2: them singing it really i'm pretty Uh, positive if you google it online you can find it um me and uh me and another guy in the band tom wrote a song called the letter b one time um you know that's probably pretty similar idea um you know we didn't really think it out that much but you should probably look for it it's some of our best work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you should play that for your kids.
2: Yeah, man. Do they know the alphabet
0: at this point? Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. If they're, mean... already, if they're already at T, they don't need to mess around. Yeah, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. They know
3: the alphabet. I have no
0: idea with kids. I'm like, I'm like they're one. I'm like, can they talk? Can they yeah. run? <laughs> like, yeah. I have no idea. I bought a book for a kid. For, I bought Jessica Hopper's book for my friend, and they were like,
3: Cool. They're like my kid's like three months old. They like, can't read this, and they're like, "Well, we'll save it, put it on the shelf."
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> you get that d- developmental thing. Like, like mine loved the Lego Movie, which is an awesome film, and and so I got them Legos from the Lego Movie. Not reading the box, it was like you know their age requirement is seven to twelve, and my kid's just turned four. What, so, so it's just they... like now there's just tiny Legos everywhere that there are. Statistics and articles about why it hurts so much when you step on one of the damn things, mm-hmm. and it's just awful. Just a million little death traps all over here, dude. It's it's just bad parenting. <laughs> my just bad parenting. Uh, I I hate this question, but I love talking about band names. So that was a dumb thing to say. Well, hate and love they're the same thing. You care about it. I love your band name. Cool. I love Surfer Blood. I think it's great. It seems to be it. very polarizing. People either love it or, or hate it. I but. think it's great because mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those where you go, okay, I get that. That's cool. That, that doesn't bother me because most band names annoy the living shit out of me. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't, I remember I was interviewing lovely guys also from Florida, a very nice red jumpsuit apparatus. Remember those guys? I do remember Ooh. that. And were you, probably, I mean, were you there? Maybe we weren't there. Might have been in the studio. And I went, yeah, your name is terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's it's not what really, you want to it's really, really bad. Uh. Like, what were you thinking your song is good. It's catchy. People are digging it. But the name is like, you're not going to see that at the marquee at Madison Square Garden. Surfer Blood, you can see that. I can see that. You can see Madison Square Garden, Surfer Blood. Like, that makes sense. Yeah, someday. By the way, <laughs> we'll no, you there. don't want to play there. They take 51% of merch. You want to make a goddamn really? thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why, that's why Billy Joel does like a residency. He's like, how am I going to recoup? Fuck. Don't, you don't get anything when you play there.
2: This is all the inside baseball stuff that I yeah, want to hear dude. about.
3: <laughs> I like this. It is cool, but like the name is, I well, well played. Now, was there? Did you go through some other ideas before settling on that? You know, we had a, we had some names that were really tame. We had the, there was
2: a name, I think TV Club brought up, and that was just like, ugh, that's like the most vanilla name, you know. Mm. And then there was a normal American sex, which is just like an extremely like, ugh, mm-hmm. ugh. Type of name? Sometimes it's good album title, not a good band name. Yeah, I mean, so we were like, we were kind of lost. You know, titles are something that I'm not great with. Um, our first record has the songs "Fast Jabroni" and "Slow Jabroni," so we're obviously a song called "Harmonics," where the the hook is us playing. This so you're a wrestling riff.
3: fan? Sorry. So
2: you're a wrestling fan? No, not not necessarily, but kind of like it's kind of like the same idea as the name. Like, sort of what I've always wanted for Surfer Blood is for a bunch of 16 year olds to be sitting. In their bedrooms in front of their computers, like learning the guitar tabs, like like rewinding the song back ten seconds and like learning this part. So, you know, there's there's sort of like an adolescent aspect to Surfer Blood, which now that I'm twenty eight years old, you know, <laughs> still we're still going with it. But <laughs> I gotta say, good move not yeah. naming yourself after a government agency too. Oh.
0: That is always how smart. Many? The NAS, not the <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. how many
3: seasons desist did you get? I only got one season desist. Okay. But But it was from them. Yeah. That's, that's you only. How many more do you need from the United Nations to get? To you need one stuff? from every country before you have to actually <laughs> yeah, yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah, We're collecting them all. God, fuck you, Sudan. Jesus, <laughs> give us a
0: break. I mean, how did you sort of develop? Because yeah, the, to me the guitar parts are really interesting because it is like s- sounds like sort of like a lot of like kind of surf influences and like it's How did you sort of develop kind of your style? Like were there certain players that you just learned
2: their songs or did you take lessons or? I took I took some lessons in high school, um, you know, I wanted to learn, you know, the basics, but mostly it was just kind of listening to a lot of pavement, a lot of Dinosaur Jr., and just wanting to to play guitar like that, you know, since I was, you know, 15 years old. So I just taught myself to play kind of like Malknus and, you know, Jay Maskus and Doug Marsh, mm-hmm. and, you know...
0: Aren't
3: they doing a new record?
2: I
0: have it. You have? I have the new Built to Spill, yeah, it's okay. awesome. Um, I don't know. Yeah, J is Doug Marsh, two of my favorite guitar players. Yeah, amazing. Also, up there, did you ever listen to Silkworm? No. You should uh, check them out. Yeah. Um, They're on Touch and Go, but their guitar player, Andy Cohen, is very similar, like that kind of weird, noodly, crazy kind of classic rock, but yeah. also kind of just dissonant.
2: Yeah, I love that. That's that's my thing. It's just like almost like it's a Neil Young part, but then it just takes a left turn and gets really noodly. Totally. The They're doing... Uh, Rubber Tracks is doing a show in Boston
0: soon at the end of the month with the replacements and dinosaur jr
3: oh awesome together so is brad just like walking around with an erection yeah or is he yeah <laughs> did okay. you see it earlier I, kid, I mean i was wondering what it was <laughs> i assumed it was westerberg yeah. based but yeah all right that makes sense um yeah those guys i feel like it's
0: really those are really especially like jay mask and doug Marsh, Like that stuff is i could never i like
2: listening to it but i could mm. never play that way yeah it's it's a lot of work to dissect i mean yeah i mean some of the what's great about bands like that and like a lot of those bands from that era is just how effortless it all comes across too. You know, like if you asked one of those guys to play in the style of someone else, it would probably not be great. You know, that's true.
3: Was dinosaur. I mean, I mean, you're, you're, I'm going to say younger. Uh, Was dinosaur junior doing a lot? Like when you, when you've got into them or you just, how'd you find them?
2: You know, I had this one kid. I was in a band in high school and we were called uh, the Nina Pinta, um, which I thought was, I still think I'll never, I'll never top that band name. <laughs> Good name. That was my,
0: yeah. Steven, please say the name of your band.
3: Oh God. Yeah.
0: The Ice Cream Socialist. There you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Ice Cream Socialist. <laughs> always makes me laugh.
3: <laughs> yes. Good dudes. <laughs> sorry,
0: sorry. Go ahead. <laughs>
3: okay, oh, we I, were a lot of saying. Uh, what was I talking about?
0: Uh, Dinosaur Jr., how you learned
2: about them. Nina Pinta. You were in a band with this right. dude. Right? No, I was in this band with this guy. His name was Justin. He was a, um, uh, you know, he was a, a nice kid. Um. He was, you know, he knew he would write these guitar parts, but he couldn't play them. Like he couldn't execute them. He was a drummer, and he was the drummer for the band. But he would kind of like we would kind of like write parts together, but he would like play them at like half times and kind of show me what he was going for. Um. And he was, you know, he was kind of like the you know the music snob of my high school, which was pretty arty to begin with um and he was just obsessed with like sebado you know um he got me into you know that band the microphones from yeah they're k records a k records thing. band yeah, from, yeah oh wow in high school that was like you know my like my like favorite band um and yeah i just kind of like started down this rabbit hole you know the beginning of high school and by the end i was playing
3: these noodly ass parts <laughs> you know it's a good um, rabbit hole to go around. Like, Dinosaur Jr. is one of those bands where everyone goes, yeah, they're awesome. Like, there's, it's like a universal consensus. Yeah, and it's not like, you know, I feel like South Florida is so geographically isolated.
2: That it's, you know, I didn't take for granted that I was going to get to go to, like, you know, who was around at that time, like a Death Cab or, like, a brand-new show and, like, completely change the direction. No one goes there to play shows. So, you know, the whole... I feel like all of music is sort of your oyster. You can get into it, and it's just as likely that... You'll get to see them, as you'll get to see what else, because no one ever plays there.
3: You know, it, it's neat to neat—the <laughs> best adjective ever. Well, it's, it's pretty neat, Steve. Pretty peachy, <laughs> uh, keen, but not so much laconic. Um, like growing up with access to all music in the entire planet at your mm-hmm. fingertips. You know what I mean? That. Uh, when I'm back in my day, you know, we all did. you go to Tower Records and you would just, you know, scroll through things you can't afford and go put headphones on, you know what I mean? Exactly, Or, yeah. or word of mouth. Or in D.C., the 930 Club, when it was on... The address was 930 F Street. Right. They had this thing called Three Bands for Three Bucks that I was never cool enough to go to, but, like, all my friends did. And then I would hear about all the cool bands. Like, that would, you know, road to, like even, like, down to Soundgarden or Nirvana, all these kind of things would mm-hmm. cruise through. And now it's if... Uh, I was reading a book and it was like, uh, Didi Ramon plays the Uncle Floyd show. And I'm like, I wonder if I can find it. Yep, there it is on my phone right there. I found it. (laughs) Like you can look up all this crazy stuff and you have access to everything. It's awesome, you know, to like go down the rabbit hole, like you say.
2: Yeah, definitely. Well, for me, it was more like admiring all this from a distance. I had, you know, the minor, the minor thread at 930 Club VHS tape, um, which ironically I used to hide weed in when I was in (laughs) high school. But um, (laughs) only one of them was straight edge.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, is that true? Pretty yeah, mostly Ian. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah sort of
2: his thing. I got the impression. I don't know. Yeah, i
3: never was. He was like, yeah, whatever, do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you eat garbage, so like, I, I don't understand.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, but that's a good thing to hide weed in. Yeah, that is a good. It was idea. great.
2: Yeah, those old VHS things that snap shut.
3: No one would ever think to look there. <laughs> that's awesome. I, have a, I remember going to that, that old 930 and the, the pillar that's right in the middle of the stage, that's where this mm-hmm. guy would sit and they would videotape everything. And if you would uh, stage dive at that and you would grab onto it, who would ever, whoever was holding the camera would then stomp on your feet or your hands as hard as they could. And that wasn't cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. And length. then I fell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's what happens when you stage dive at a Ned's Atomic Dustbin show because you're a joke. But that was me. <laughs> <laughs> you stage dive at a Ned's Atomic Dustbin show? Yeah, man. It's wow. what you do. And they were so bad that we actually went up to the band afterwards and went, you guys were terrible. Like, we drove two hours to see you, and you sucked. And then the bass player, one of the two bass players, went, well, we drove five from Boston. And we're like, yeah, you're an asshole, and we just walked away.
0: Yeah, you know, it's weird. When you're younger, I felt like I would do shit like that, too. And now it's like, I would never say that to someone It's so rude.
2: My buddy was yeah. It's like the- I had to tell you this. I yeah. had to let you know.
0: Just-
3: yeah, my yeah. friend went up to the bass player of Live while they were playing and went, "You need to turn down because you sound louder than the guitar player." Like during the set, like <laughs> that's that's my favorite is when you're
2: playing a show and someone's kind of giving you the the motion like, "Turn up the vocals, turn up the vocals." I'm like, "Yeah, man." Like I really don't have any control over that. Right, right, right. I'll, I'll get closer to the microphone. Yeah, happy. <laughs> yeah, like it sounds good to me on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, Are like, you an in ear guy? You put. I was for a little bit, um, and they, you know, I probably sang a lot better. I probably sounded, you know, awesome. But there's something about everything being really loud and chaotic that makes it more fun. And sure, you make more mistakes, but
3: you know, I think Jay Maskus would piss on them. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. You know,
2: I think he'd be like, I don't know. I think they become a crutch. And plus, like when you have. You know, I have pretty short hair. You have to have, I feel like you have to have like long, like, you have to be a real rocker to wear them to even get away with them. Ironically, you know, you have to be, <laughs> you should wear them, but just not have
3: them plugged into anything.
2: Well, I kind of this like, is fashion, kind of like the Tom York approach where he doesn't even try and hide it. He just puts them in his ears and kind of has them like this. Like he looks like an actual alien.
3: Yeah. Um, he doesn't need the in-ears for that. Huh? <laughs> and I think he'd, be, he'd agree. <laughs> yeah. You ever, uh, you ever go wireless? <laughs>
2: yes, I prefer to go wireless. Really, I wish there are no wires on the entire stage.
3: Um, Ooh, it's up Metallica.
2: Yeah, that, I mean, that is not very mask-y. Well, I like to. I like to go all around. You yeah. know? I'm not. I'm not married to my guitar anymore. You know, yeah. I don't hide behind it. It's not a. You know, I like to take it off. I like to go around the room. Like to see what people are doing. The people in the back who are, you know, probably making fun of the show. I like to let them know I'm watching them. Um, we're not
3: making fun. We're by the bar. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, basically, we've we've been trying to play a lot of all ages shows and. It's I've noticed it's always the, the under twenty ones up at front like staring at you like you know just like grinning, and then there's the over twenty ones by the bar like just pretty much
3: pressed up against it like it's a giant magnet. They were twenty one at at one point, and you don't want them up front. Yeah, (laughs) you really don't because they're just like they're just gonna shake their heads and go, come on. Even if they like (laughs) it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That's that's the best too. I love when you play
0: a show and no no one's into it, and then afterwards people are like, that was so great. You're like, what, really? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) does that happen to you guys ever yeah you can never tell yeah you can
2: never tell sometimes you get the crowd where this guy was stage diving and he's like yeah i really like that one song of yours oh i can't remember the name Ah, well i'm like oh well we could have been any band and you would have done this but there's something special about the the reserved people who come forward at the end and reveal like i'm a true fan you know (laughs) (laughs) do you do that do you hang out after the show talk to people oh yeah i love it i still i still you know I get, I get a kick out of it, really. And it's not like we're playing, like, you know, giant venues where you can't, like, get to know people. I like to sit behind the merch and, you know. That's cool. Sling the merch and stuff like that, you know. You a festival guy? Do you guys like doing that? Oh, uh, it depends. I feel like when you play a festival...
3: Because most of them suck? Is that why you said
2: no. that? No. I mean, some are better than others, obviously.
3: <laughs> most of them are shit, though, right? Most <laughs> Do you never want to be booked on any festivals <laughs> again?
1: Feel free to I'm agree just with this. No, <laughs> I talk shit about it.
3: Bonnaroo in front of somebody from Red Light, and I had no idea, and it was like the dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, fuck it, I gotta go for it. Your festival's terrible. It's on a cow shit pile, and uh, the did fans are worse. Sh- what shirt
0: did you wear? <laughs> when, didn't you wear some shirt talking shit about it when you had to cover it for Fuse? No, I
3: wore I wore a shirt that Bonnery said "fucking sucks." No, I wore a shirt that said "widespread panic at the disco," that I made. I think we gave the Jack Antonoff. I think we gave that to him or somebody in Steel Train. And then the other one it said was something like. I thought it was something meaner. Oh, that yeah, that no, that one I didn't wear. It, okay, it was, I said uh, I said like four or five is greater than it was a math equation said four or five is greater than eight seven which was the death of kurt cobain is better than the death of jerry garcia oh wow and nobody got it except for one guy who took a swing at me which is not very yeah i think i think bonder might
2: be the wrong outlet for you (laughs) though i didn't go there on
3: purpose i had to work (laughs) there but i did see but the one show that one time i went uh the second time i went metallica played and that was the funniest thing ever because they come out opening with creepy, Creeping Death and are screaming, Die, die, die to this crowd of hippies, which was kind of funny.
2: Good yeah. set,
3: though. Well, that would be, I would, I would actually pay to see that. It was, yeah. Good. I would love to. It yeah. was nice. But, like, but it depends on the, obviously, it depends on the festival and yeah. how you're going to be treated. Some are, like, Lollapalooza is such an amazing festival. Yeah. It's so organized and well done. Well, I mean, you know, I feel like
2: festivals, you get thrown up there. You're, every band sounds the same. That's kind of the annoying part, like, you know. Yeah. I feel like unless you're, like, one of the last acts who, like, comes there with your semi and, like, your stage show, then every band's going to sound and look kind of the same. And, you know, that's... It's it's definitely more fun to, like, have time to, like, prepare and, like, get your, get your sound right. And also with festivals, there's kind of, like, this excitement, though, of, like, a lot of these people don't know who we are. We're going to impress them. We're going to go out there with our instruments and we're just going to blow them away and they're all going to be fans. We're all going to go straight to the record store and buy our record, you know? It's never happened, but <laughs> one of these days, I think it's going to
0: happen. Is it important for you guys to sort of play all ages shows if it's possible? I know obviously it's not possible
2: everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I I like to do to do stuff like that. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm I'm like I said, I'm 28 years old now, um, but I've been listening to music since I was a baby. Um, and you know, for example, that that Tame Impala record that came out a few years ago, I uh, I loved it. I listened to it, you know a dozen times all the way through, and, you know, it was great, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't what Jay Mascus was to me in right. high school, you know? And there's something about being that band of those kids that just feels so awesome, you know? Because they don't, you know, they don't see all the, you know, kids. kids see you at your best. They see you as, like, some person that they want to emulate and stuff, and, you know, it feels, what can I say? It's, you know, it makes everything about making music fun when you see stuff like that so well
3: it's also cool when you're when your fans are that young and they've taken time to cultivate you know what i mean that's the best cultivating part because your ears haven't been on the planet that long yeah So you don't know what crap is yet you know what i mean and yeah. you also can't compare which i think is very important because the older you get you're like oh that sounds like blah right, right, blah right. blah it's blah blah and it annoys me because i want to hear i want to be able to go oh i didn't oh that's new yeah you know? And not, oh, I've heard this before. You know what I mean? Like, we we talk about and love beach slang to death. And by their own admission, like, oh, yeah, we love Goo Goo Dolls and The Replacements. You know what I mean? And and it comes across brilliantly in their music. And they do it so well. And the songs are catchy as hell. But it's like, your brain compares that way. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I don't think that, you know, critics should be replaced by, like, high schoolers. You know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, yeah, this kind of sounds... Like you said, like the Goo Goo Dolls
3: yeah, man. or something, you know? Although Brad, I mean, is, if he was here, who's he was like, no, no, their second record, amazing. He will stand by that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Well, yeah, I know. Trust me, <laughs> I know. I interviewed them years ago. Yeah. Years ago. Uh, and they gave me a Jawbreaker shirt. Kind of odd. Kind of odd. Interesting. But, that. Yeah. Um, I felt that way when I first heard Surfer Blood, like you guys had something different going on to me. It felt, it didn't feel like an amalgamation of influences. It felt like you kind of had your own sound when you started out, which is... Oh, I appreciate testament that. to you guys. Thank you. You know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, the evolution as you go further. Yeah, because well, in two years your life is over. You know that you know, you're thirty. <laughs> that's it. Feels that way
2: sometimes when trying to trying to see the best in it. Because then when you're thirty,
3: then those kids in the high school gonna be like thirty. What are you, my dad? Yeah, that's ancient. Oh man. <laughs> I
2: mean, my in the mama,
3: nicest way. Look at Steve Malcolmus. You meet him like, he's going to be like, what? I wish Steve Malcomus were my dad sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs>
2: you guys ever heard of um, Johnny Tsunami, the television show on the Disney channel? Yes. My girlfriend's like four or five years, like four and a half years younger than me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I remember the first time she brought that up and I was like, who, you know, who the hell is Johnny Tsunami? She's like, you are so old. You're ancient. <laughs> You're an old man. You're a, a geezer. So. You're like not up on current cartoons, like yeah, I know, what is wrong I know, like, with you? SpongeBob's Metacritic score—I heard it on, you know, NPR the other day. I heard it did very well, but you know, mm-hmm. I have no idea what it's about.
3: <laughs> SpongeBob and NPR in the same sentence? Yep. There was I, think, a- I think we've reached the apex of culture. I think we did, it. <laughs> did we hit that? Judges? <laughs> I think we're done. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> was it on Diane Ream? Please tell me it was. Oh, damn. No, no,
2: it was it, it was it was KCRW in LA. So they they love to talk about movies
3: there yeah man yes yeah so uh, what's his face jason Bentley. So he still do the morning becomes eclectic yeah he does all the music stuff he used to be hardcore and then you know it was a big issue when hardcore left and then jason bentley and... yeah well jason bentley <laughs> has a, an amazing voice that guy if you've ever oh he's, it's the deep I, he used to have, he used to do the nightly techno show there when i lived out there and i would listen to that huh and it was, cause he was dj jason bentley and he had the uh he has that that deep mellifluous honey dripped sound i
2: wish he would just come sit next to my bed at night you know i have trouble sleeping sometimes and if go he could to, just read sleep. to me or something yeah. just, you know just. good night
3: moon <laughs> <laughs> yep. good night spoon <laughs> yeah man totally you don't you don't realize like, i get like what a benefit certain public radio is like kcrw is such a benefit to people who listen to it you know what yeah they're...
2: i mean I, I won't lie i listen to it all the time and it's awesome mm-hmm. i've donated money to them before yep. I just want stuff like that to exist, you know. Mm-hmm. We've, you know, we've done sessions for them before, and everyone there is like so nice and like open to anything. And Didn't you do an AV club? Yeah, we did. I'm um, um, a cover of Gigantic actually by the Pixies. Oh yeah. Um, went you know okay for for no <laughs> rehearsal. Um, but you know it's that's a that's a cool thing they have going on the that undercover segment. That, you know
3: that they're like my go to website for everything. I don't think uh, I even
2: look at anything else. I love I love to watch. Bands, Butcher, my, the songs I listened to growing up.
3: It's, yeah. it's the best. The Undercover. Oh, God. It's so good. Mountain Goats did Boxcar. Oh, yeah? Yeah, which was hilarious. He, like, entered. He, like, he wouldn't start in the studio. He had to walk in from outside and then start the song. <laughs> it was it playing drums? Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Wow. Really great. Um, What else you want to know? Sorry. <laughs> uh, ter- uh, like, so, new record done? Finished? Coming out? What's the story? Coming out, uh next month okay um you know who gots it internet uh we we have <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all we afraid that question yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's on the YouTube. Yeah, uh, um, I don't know anymore. People are like, "Here's an actual physical copy of my record," and I stare at it as if it's you know an oh, archaic tome from another time. I'm like, well, "Is this what best, Nicolas though. Cage was hunting for on National Treasure? <laughs> this copy of Road to Ruin, and behind it, we are going to find the secret to George Washington's teeth. This should be in a museum." <laughs> yeah, my God.
2: No, we have a we have a record label. Um, they 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 make physical records too. What? Yeah, they they I think they like to do it too. Um you know, uh the record's called A Thousand Palms. You know, let me plug it for a second. It's called A Thousand Palms. It's out on Joyful Noise in May, um, May twelfth. Uh like I we said We will
3: release this May eleventh. Yeah. <laughs> palms is in trees or palms in hands, or palms is in fronds or palms that? palms is in the, the trees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. You can't get away from it, man. Nope. They're I really f- just grass, they're not trees.
2: Is that true? That's really? true. This
3: just giant. see? No, I just know stupid shit <laughs> that I can't forget. I couldn't tell you when my anniversary is. God damn it. Palm tree is grass. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what the mind remembers. Uh, my mind palace is more of a mind outhouse. So. <laughs> Eesh. A thousand Palms. Where the hell did that come from?
2: Uh, Well, you know, I got, you know, when I moved out to L.A., you know, growing up in Florida, there's no, you know, real outdoorsy stuff to
3: do. Um, except for shooting pythons.
2: Yeah, you can, except for, yeah, except for shooting invasive species in the Everglades, which is, you know, you know, sounds like, it, I don't know, I'm not into hunting or anything, but it sounds like it might be kind of
3: fun. No, it's seriously, oh. it's like now, that, I love that the, the term cull is now being used. Like, in my neighborhood, they're going to have a coyote cull. Where like, if anyone oh. can go out and just start slaughtering these dogs from coming in and killing our smaller dogs that live in our house, we'd be most <laughs> appreciative. And Florida's the same way. It's yeah, like someone I mean, threw a snake out in the Everglades, and now it's like, it's killing the well, gators. Let's just face it, any
2: any kind of animal can like, can thrive there, you know? It's, yeah. it's hot. And very wet, and you know it's perfect if you're a species who's not supposed to be there, but you know <laughs> so basically, I grew up trying not to go outside um, <laughs> and then I moved to moved to California, and then you know going outside there is really awesome, mm-hmm. you know, so I got really into really into hiking you know like out out you know east in like you know Joshua tree and stuff, and I got really into all the the towns like you know there's there's so quaint sounding you know forty nine palms you know twenty nine mm-hmm. palms one hundred and one palms you know Um, and that's kind of you know how I came up with the record because you know we were you know for our last record we were on a giant record label we were on Warner Brothers and we were having you know a million people waiting on every decision and I kind of liked the the image of these palms sort of coming up you know they they only grow where these tectonic plates meet and there's like fresh water coming up from the ground so they're these little oases I'm like that's really resourceful of these trees to like sort of take advantage of their environment like that and you know my sister did the album art work and it was very
3: floral. So the name just kind of, you know, I'm like, Yeah. That's, that's it. That's cool. That must have been an easy deal to negotiate. What do you mean? Getting the album art done. Can you draw this? Sure.
2: Yeah. My sister my sister lives here actually. She's she went to FIT and she is a textile designer actually. Oh wow. So she makes all the the fabrics from uh, some of the some department stores. Wow.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. I had a friend here who worked for a textile company who would like go to like IKEA or whatever with patterns, mm-hmm. and I guess they would pick whatever. I guess they buy them, but she actually designs the actual patterns. Don't yeah, you she... need more paisley.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, I've I've reconfigured paisley. Like now I'm doing it with like this sort of frame, and they're this far apart, and and this is what she thinks about all day long. But uh.
3: And that's her life, and that's very popular to her. And we just dismiss the shit out of it. <laughs> it's, I, no, it's I, a, I don't think we did. I think maybe you did. Yeah, maybe. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm saying. I'm just saying in general. Yes. Like you know, I love that kind of thing where you find something. It's like when you find like 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 a little niche online of a culture. People are really stoked about one small thing. It's like the whole long tail theory. People are so into it, and you're like, I had no idea people were like fascinated by. It. Oh yeah, so people,
2: t- there's no limit to how zoomed in on something you can yes. get. You know, life is all about. Sort of trying to balance zooming in and zooming mm. out on various things. But that's what that's her whole thing. Makes her great for, you know, album artwork. You yeah. Know? These like really intricate designs with like little tessellations in them and stuff.
3: How about like your merchant stuff? Does will she help with that?
2: Uh you know, i want her to <laughs> she, she she doesn't have a lot of time but i would love it if she would design a t-shirt for us we or had we
3: had uh steak mountain on uh who does you know a lot, a lot of art and things the steak uh, mountain guy yeah yeah, yeah, he yeah. Is, he's amazing against he me art chris you know see, yeah he designed the alternate cover of our
2: last album that warner brothers just literally laughed out of the room but i loved it it was some bizarre <laughs> shit what what did it can you describe Please. it at all Alright, so basically, we were, our our theme for the thing was, like, we were gonna have, like, this child on the cover, like, flexing his muscles, but he did it where he turned, like, the arm into, like, this, like, tree, almost, and, like, the arm was, like, elongated, and it looked like, like, like a more fucked-up version of Dolly or something, okay. but, like, I guess it was just too weird for the people at Warner Brothers to understand, go figure, um, <laughs> you know, so we ended up going with something else, but that guy, you know,
3: he's a... Really talented dude he's yeah. so talented he's had this he has he says when i work on a record i want to do the whole cycle i want to do all the singles all the merch like everything must be me and i think that's such a, a really cool idea of having hmm. one artist create the through line of you know right down to the shirts you're selling
2: yeah no it's 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 nice when you see something really cohesive you mm-hmm. know especially when it's the concept to begin with is good <laughs> and then like everything around it is yes. good yeah did you see the watch he sent
0: me did you get I Probably
3: Hate You watch? <laughs>
0: God damn it. He said his watch and it just says I Probably Hate You on it. And it's black and the arms are black. So it's almost impossible to tell what time it is. You have to like get it at the right angle and glare. I was like, you know, this is really hard to read. He's like, yeah, I did that on purpose. <laughs> like...
2: Black on black on black. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> the least functional watch. <laughs> yeah.
0: he. Also, I guess they're also in all white too. But he yeah, said he it's... thought that was too like locust, like 90s. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. Kind of true. I yeah. didn't
3: even wear a watch. It's the only watch I would want to wear now. I love it. Uh, but he said, I would probably hit you backwards so that you can just tip it to people. Yeah. Well, it. it's kind of like it makes you very unapproachable. Yeah.
0: Which I kind of
3: <laughs> like, but it's also, I don't know. Yeah. Well, but it probably hit you too. Huh? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But then if you meet, you know, a woman who has the same watch, it'd be like sparks fly. Yeah. yeah. I don't think the odds of that happening are very high. <laughs> I don't know, probably probably pretty solid. Uh, so what's next with the record? Like, do you have uh, shows ready? Do you like want to start touring? Do you like touring a I mean, lot? Obviously, this is your biggest promotional appearance. <laughs> um, no, we have we have shows.
2: We we, l- we like to keep busy. Uh, we pretty much are we're coming up here in May. We're going to be in New York in May. We're touring on the way here, and then afterwards, <laughs> and then I'm uh, and then in June we're doing the West Coast, and stuff is coming up all the time for the rest of the year. So it's good to be busy, you know.
0: What, what does it feel like cuz obviously it's been like maybe a little while I mean, is it is it nice to kind of start the cycle again or is it sort of like ugh like this is like the next like year and a half of my life now. It's just
2: Uh, you know, we're we we used to tour a lot more. We I'm a, we realized that we, you know, when you're 22 years old you think you're invincible and we found out quickly we weren't. We were going on tour for 70 80 days at a time. Dude. So now we definitely try not to do that we try and say three weeks on you know week and a half off go home you know watch netflix right you know see That's your friends really smart yeah um you know you learn you live and you learn right uh so yeah we 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 still tour we do it but we don't we don't go we're not as relentless as we used to be we used to be like no like let's route through um uh, you know let's route through like fargo to missoula like on the way to like seattle and now we're just like no we'll just let's just get it <laughs> we'll just play the shows you know so we, we're we're making it so I think we're we want to do this, you know. We don't want this to be the last record we make. We want to make another one after this and keep going and you know. Um and the the way to do that is just make sure it stays fun, I think. So trying to trying to ensure that, you know?
3: Now if you if you when you produced this record, was that you? Do you produce it or did you have yes. someone else come in? Yes, I can
2: I can safely say I produced this record. That's awesome. Yeah. Are
3: there other records, other artists you have done or would like to do? Is that something you want to... Const- uh, it's something I've always kind of wanted to get into. Um,
2: you know, I you know, I guess I live in the right place to do that now. Um, I just, you know, I'm kind of... I don't want to ruin somebody else's work. And I know that, like, I'm very good at... And there's a lot of people in bands like this who are great at making their own records. But when it comes to making other people's records, you know, it kind of sounds like whatever their other band is, you know? And... I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe, I should try and see. Maybe I should do a, a test run because I'm worried I might be one of those people who just makes everything sound like a Surfer Blood record. <laughs> but we'll see. Maybe.
3: You got to get a good steel guitar band in there. That's the way good, to really do it. Country, you know, something. You're just like, all ukuleles, I'm sold. Like, bring it in and then you'll know. Something completely different. Exactly. That would be the way to do it. Yeah. yeah. All xylophone. <laughs> which which should actually happen. All xylophone. You think? No, I don't know. <laughs> I think Leslie's on board. I don't know. Who I am. Yeah. You could convince me to go to a xylophone. sounds day like
0: school. like what was the best day of music class?
3: Xylophone day. Because everyone gets to play, and no matter what you hit, you sound <laughs> like you're good. playing music. Yeah. Unlike the recorder, which
2: is a brutal instrument to learn. I don't know if you had to learn it in school. Yes, but it's very hard. You have to, it's your fingers shrill. have to cover all the holes. It, it seemed
0: more like you just have to memorize shit, too. Like, it, mm-hmm. I felt like it wasn't so much music. I mean, I guess it's musical, but yeah, it was just, like, pattern dude and I was
2: so bad at that. I think that's why I actually decided to play music, is because I was told by my elementary school recorder teacher to just pretend to play when we played in front of all the parents and stuff at the end of the year. <laughs> she said, you have no, you know, not everyone can be Kenny G, and you're not. <laughs> so...
3: Please she, tell she me they said that verbatim.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean not not that you're not, but she put it as nicely as she could, but I was I was insulted. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was also eight years old.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so did you pretend to play? Or did you just were you like, fuck this, I'm gonna like fuck I'm this lady. You should go
3: back to that school and punch her in the tip. <laughs> I can
0: learn
2: an American instrument. I can learn the guitar. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Something that you can plug in and not wrap your lips around, <laughs> which apparently you do a lot of lady. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, <laughs> dude. I you're, was a teacher. You, <laughs> you don't say that to a kid. You dick sucking whore. Yeah. That's rude. That's rude. That is Smash pretty. That is pretty dreams. rude. Yeah. Well, although I did tell a kid he probably wasn't going to be a basketball star because he was really short. But I was just trying to be like, <laughs> no, you can play all you want, but like the chances but of you like, you're like, like going to NBA yeah. or not. Well, that's like a physical. I yeah. mean, that's yeah.
0: I went to a basketball game last night. It was my first basketball game I've been to in like fifteen years. Really? Yeah. And it's like so different like like the scoreboard was so crazy. like everything was like
3: Dude, I would this is like, just talk Greek right now. I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> you don't know what a scoreboard Basketball? is. I do, but I don't <laughs> understand like oh god. It was less boring than I thought it would be.
0: Yeah, it's hmm. all the yelling and the food and the beer. Yeah. They had Calexico there. Um so they got like fish tacos. Oh right. It's pretty nice. Cool.
2: Very nice. Yeah.
3: Sports guy at all? Not at all.
2: Uh baseball. Baseball. Okay. I like there baseball, yeah. I like like it because it's so long. Yeah, so boring. Um, Because you're like,
3: (laughs) (laughs) compared to cricket, it's really fast. Yeah, exactly. Cricket games take four days or something, right? Yeah, and they're angry. There's some cricket player who has whose name's Stephen Smith, and I get at least once a day some like angry cricket fan who hits me up on twitter like fuck you and that googly and i'm like i don't know what's happening this is so great (laughs) wait
2: did you did you insult a famous cricket player and now
3: you'll no no they just happen to have the same name because steven smith is the most common name on the planet yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) good point it's pretty awful baseball like um i know fuck all about sports and i'm proud of that but like is there a team in florida that uh i was a braves fan growing up okay yeah um isn't that racist now
2: yeah, you know, it's probably not the, the most politically correct thing to say, but I like the Atlanta Braves. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: I'm from Cleveland, man. So yeah, like the Indians. exactly.
2: It's also... The 95 World Series where the Braves won was the Braves and the Indians in a World oh. Series together. So that was probably the most racist all the, World I, Series I of all time. I think I
0: actually went to one of those games. Oh, really? Was that like back when like David Justice was playing and stuff? In the
2: Golden Age, yeah. Unfortunately, I couldn't tell you their starting lineup now, but I can still probably tell you the 1995 starting lineup for the Atlanta Braves.
3: yeah. Because I was ten years old, and this yeah, is taking a horrible it. turn. <laughs> <laughs> Sports. <laughs> that's why I swear to God. That's why the Redskins are because I'm from Northern Virginia. That the Redskins are still the Redskins because the guys who have the Indians and the Braves are like you better not fucking fold. Yeah, dude, like solidarity, guys. It's, true. Like, it's You better true. not I bet do you it. If one of them does it, they're all gonna have to. Yeah. There was some Mad TV sketch, uh, the famous Mad TV, that addressed this years ago, where it was a Native American tribe made all this money and bought. The teams and said, and now it's the Washington Rednecks, you know. <laughs> and uh, it's I don't know, it's the I don't know, it fascinates me. Completely yeah, fascinates me. it's hard to believe that it's 2015
2: and these are kind of still sticking around. Well, we'll, there's we'll Aunt we'll, Jemima
3: yeah. fucking syrup, man. I mean, it's it's pretty goddamn racist, you know. they <laughs> think about it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's on every aisle except for Trader Joe's, which won't do it. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, they have they their, have their own. own. Yeah. Well, it's probably still Aunt Jemima. They just package it different. They're just very sneaky about it. <laughs> That's true. They do the thing with the packaging. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's. Uh, um, uh, we've reached the Trader Joe's portion of it, bro. <laughs> cool. the show. Cool. My favorite part. Uh, <laughs> hey man. Let's go. Where they did like a taste test. We're like, I think these are Wheat Thins, and you're like, No, of course not. But then it turns out they have a deal, and they, you know, really? Yeah, they repackage stuff. I thought they had their own. They made it all their own. I think, yeah, I think they. Don't they have some? They have some combos happening there. Some mm-hmm. things going on.
0: I just can't go cuz you have to wait in line for like an hour here. Here so yeah, it's, Jesus oh, it's, Christ. it's
3: very
2: Yeah. very popular everywhere. Uh yeah. the chips are always stale when I buy them there. Really? My only my only complaint. Everything
3: else about it is great. I just feel uh, like I'm going to end up working there because I see all these like, you know, middle-aged dudes there wearing <laughs> black t-shirts and I remember Reading about it, it's like they start off at like 22 bucks an hour part time, plus you get full benefits. And I'm like, Really? Fuck me. Maybe I will come. Jesus Christ. (laughs) That sounds pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, it's not too bad. And like, but like one of the shifts is 4 a.m. to noon. They they close for two hours a day. And then one by you? uh, Most Trader Joe's, really, because it's a lot of restocking and moving things. Oh, I see. But then they have fun little rules. Like um, there's always a toy hidden for kids to find. But it's so damn hard, no child can find it.
2: And it requires them like crawling up into the AC vent and
3: moving some wires apart. I actually asked one of them, they said, You got to kind of hunt, you got to move bottles. I'm like, Move bottles? Like, these are children. (laughs) No. Something's going to break. But uh, one thing you can do, they don't do, uh, they have the little sample station at Trader Joe's. But if you see like a box of crackers, you're like, I'd like to try them, they'll go, Okay, and they'll open it up. Really ruining it for the next person, but I think that's awesome. Yeah, I like to try this frozen pizza. Have you ever? Have you ever tried that? No, no. I feel kind of like a douche <laughs> most Maybe. of the time, but, you know. But yeah, I love that place. And yeah. They're so affordable. Uh, so you're living in California. You like palm trees. You have a record coming out that's uh, r- related to that. Um, and you're just summarizing our conversation. Everything, everything okay, cool, going in. Cool. Um, <clears throat> Uh, when you tour is going to be headlining do you want to if you headline do you like to pick out your supporting acts
2: yeah you know we're still we're still sorting all that out um we made a real mess for ourselves trying to pick out support like regional support for each
3: area oh um, yeah that's rough but you, you know some, i saw a shit like that where the band said we're just going to do that we're going to pick out where we go and i got to turn on some really cool bands in the area i went to yeah you know i'm uh picking support is always a fun process
2: um We've been lucky enough to ha- be supported by some cool bands in our time,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, you know, over the years. Such as, uh, <laughs> there's a band called Team Spirit from here. Want to shout those guys out while I'm while I'm here. Um, they we toured with them. They toured with us for a uh, two months. Also um, a
3: good name. Wow, what a good name tour. Yeah,
2: yeah, Surf Blood and Team Spirit. It really really pops on the flyer, you know. Yeah, it's um, a
3: good poster.
2: Yeah, and we had a first of three on that tour. A guy named Andy Boy, this guy from Montreal, who plays with his brother in a band called Tone Star Bandit, which I think is an awesome name, but <laughs> it's it's a little it's a little more alienating. Um, Tone Star or Tone Star Bandit Tone Star Bandit. Um, I don't even know how it's spelled. It's spelled.
3: That's either a name or a show on Adult Swim. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they could do either. Wow, I th- I always <laughs> think that's that's very cool when bands like specifically pick out another band they want to bring on tour yeah do that rather than it be like a label thing where it's like we're gonna throw this all because we're all under the same banner
2: you yeah know? you want to make sure Kinda if move. you're gonna be on the road with people i mean honestly getting along with people on tour is number one that's that's the most important thing is touring with people that you like
3: <laughs> yeah. i feel like you know what that we discussed is i can't remember who came up with it, it was some corporate guy who went the, the three questions for any job no matter what it is or uh can you do it where you love it? Can we tolerate being around you? Yes. And that's it. Yeah. Number three is more important than you, you give it credit for. You know? can, yeah, that's true. Can you hang? Can you yeah. hang? I've actually done that in like meetings with people for shows and stuff. And they're like, so anyway, I'm like, look, I'm not a dick. I hang with the crew. It's fine. And they'll go, okay. And that's like, sold. <laughs> it's like, what? Okay, cool. Like, I will carry gear. I don't care. It's mm-hmm. fine. Everybody needs to carry gear. Do you carry gear? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> All the gear. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
1: Whoa. Whoa. Welcome back.
0: Welcome back. That was it's me and Brad, and that was John Paul Pitts from Surfer Blood. Check out
1: their new record, A Thousand Palms. It is out now in stores. Thousand Palms. So you think that's a reference to um hands or trees? Um Or or is it P-S-A-L-M-S? No, it's P L M S S.
0: Oh, a thousand pounds? I'm not sure. <laughs> if only John, are you still here? I think he left. He's left the building. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, thanks for listening. Um, we could use some money, not to sound like beggars, but um, we have a lot of us uh, storage fees now because we have a hundred fifty something or sixty something <laughs> podcasts all sitting on a server. So um, if you could do us a favor, there's a a button on our site, com. donate a dollar, one dollar. Um, and, you know, instead of tipping some barista for pouring you a coffee that takes two seconds, tip us for getting an hour of entertainment. And, uh, yeah, so we'd really appreciate that. If you can't do that, no big deal. Um, but just, you know, if you could even leave us a positive review on iTunes, that's a big help. Or just tell your friends about it. Or, you know, we're on Twitter. All that stuff. Um, that would be really cool. And, um, what else? I feel like this is always a self-promotional part of the podcast when probably 90% of the people have <laughs> stopped listening. It's a good time to promote stuff. Yeah. United Nations touring a lot in June. Um, we got some new sound advices coming out with my sister. Uh, my sister just announced she's going to be doing a comedy tour this summer. Whoa. Um, called the Trainwreck Tour. And it's with like a bunch of people I've never heard of. It's her, Amy Schumer, Judd Apatow, Colin Quinn, <laughs> Mike Birbiglia, and Dave Attell. So... It's going. I think it's pretty much all the ma- kind of a bunch of major cities. I think there's seven dates so that just got announced. So check that out. It's probably it might be good. I don't know. Some of those comedians are sort of experienced. <laughs> um, and uh, it's still yeah, got
1: some jokes in them. It's
0: got some jokes in. Them. We just came <laughs> out with a sound advice with uh, Leighton Meester from Gossip Girl, which was really fun. And we have a couple more of those coming out soon. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing a writing assignment for High Times. Ooh. Later this month. Which, do you have
1: to do any research for that?
0: I don't know, man. You know, I, I really... I'm I'm committed to my craft. <laughs> but it's with someone... I don't want to spoil it, but it's with someone really awesome who I've been trying to get for, on the podcast for a while that I think is going to happen soon. So, yeah, check out com. I just updated that. It's got all my writing stuff, all the music stuff. Everything's there. Um, And also, I just put up some promos from Fuse that I shot with Steven.
1: Ah, uh-huh. That really? are pretty
0: funny. There's one where me and him come out of a, I come out of a supply closet it's like security footage I come out and then this girl comes out and then it says Stephen's Todd rock show, it gets you laid, <laughs> and then I've heard
1: about this spot. And I haven't. We seen can it watch yet. it after
0: this, and then there's a second one where I come out of the closet, and then Stephen comes out of the closet, <laughs> and it says the same thing. And it got pulled from Fuse because I thought it was like inappropriate after it had aired for a while. Oh my God, yep. What it was the 1890s? Yeah, it was. It was. It was actually <laughs> 1895. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, yeah. So check us out online. Support us. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, we'll be back next week.